where's the theme song? That's a good question. That's a legitimate question. Where is the theme song? There is no theme song. Okay, I've already, I've already said that. Uh, let's establish really a timeline as to what has happened. Okay, picture it. Winnipeg, 2014, approximately seven days, 13 hours ago. Okay, I just need a minute. I just need to bear down. I have a lot of feelings about what happened. And I'd really just like a second to feel my feelings. Okay, I'm feeling them. They're being felt currently. I'm feeling up my feelings. Okay, so what happened? Really, we have to go way back. Further even than last week, Monday. Um, I feel that I've got done like a good job of parenting my child so far. He's not a cocksucker so far. He's not even really an asshole. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that last part back. So my kid's never really been a soother kind of kid. Maybe a few times in his very, very, very early days, like fresh from the hospital days, he had a soother. But as he grew, he, um, we bought him these sippy cups that had like a soft nipple on them, like a spout, like a no spill spout. And he used those as soothers, which I mean, I've allowed to happen. I just like, especially when he was really, really young, like around a year and I was going to work and I thought, well, let him soothe himself because he's going to daycare. It's a weird thing. It's a different house, all that shit. So now he's two and a half, two and like eight months or something. And, um, we still have these fucking sippy cups. Now I know in my brain, we need to stop the fucking sippy cups because he's old enough to soothe himself in other ways. It's kind of like a crutch. And I knew that. And at some point I knew I was going to have to deal with this because he takes a sippy cup to bed with him at night. And I've grown, I've, pardon me, the motion got, got the better of me there. I've grown so fond of sleeping nine hours a night that I didn't want to make that transition. Even though I knew I had to get rid of the fucking baby cups. I just really enjoy sleeping so very much. I really have enjoyed it. So I didn't, I didn't want to let them go. And Okay, so now it's Monday and Malcolm wants to watch a movie on my computer and that's nothing new. I'm like, okay, sure. And I'm, I'm getting shit done. Okay, he's watching, watching on the computer. I, did, I folded and put away four loads of laundry and then he asked me for some water. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'll give him the water. You can watch the movie and I can make lunches for Sarah because I'm on vacation and it would be a lesbian thing to do to love and nurture my lesbian life partner. So I give him the water and I notice as I'm filling the water that, that the spout has a gigantic hole in it. Like he's chewed it and sucked on it and bit it. And there's a big hole in it, but I know my child. I love my child. I know him. He usually will lay on his stomach, hold the cup and kind of just suck on it. Like he doesn't even really drink out of it. The the majority of the liquid in the fucking cup itself is backwash. So I'm like, okay, I gave it to him. And in my head, I thought, it's got a big fucking hole in it. But it was the only one that was clean. So I thought, meh, you know, he doesn't really drink out of it, really. So I'll just, I'll just give it to him. What's the harm? What could possibly go wrong? Give him the cup. I'm making my lunches. Shit's going down. Things are happening. I'm putting up stupid fucking Facebook posts every 10 minutes. You know, just inane, dumb shit. And I think it's funny. But I don't know if people really think it's funny. Because I was... 
in my Facebook posts mocking how most people use Facebooks. Facebooks. Fuck. How most people use Facebook. I was mocking it like lo- like a tremendous amount of LOLs and uh, just dumb, pointless shit. Like, you know how people post about how they go to the gym? It's like, I don't, I don't fucking care. I'm fat. You're bettering yourself. I resent that. Fuck off. I have this one friend who I enjoy in real life, but on Facebook, I want to choke her to death. It's just meme after meme and I'm off to the gym. I'm going to work now. And then she does what I cannot stand the most. She says goodnight to Facebook. No one fucking cares. Like she's someone that should be kicked off of Facebook because she's making Facebook more Facebooky than it already is. Do you know what I mean? Part of me just feels like I should just fucking delete the Facebook account I have. But then the other part of me feels like the world needs to know my inane bullshit too. For example, I haven't forgotten about the computer. Don't you just calm right the fuck down. I will get to it. I will get to it. So, um, as far as Facebook goes, I kind of like to mock it. So when I got home today, because my wife, Sarah, knows that I'm a big fat cow, uh, she, Malcolm was eating a cookie and I'm like the cleanup patrol because I'm, I'm fat. So I will go around and like, if he leaves like a little bit on his plate, I'll just eat it. And then there's a cookie when I get home today sitting on the table. And my darling wife has, uh, written on a post-it, Malcolm's cookie, do not eat with an arrow pointing to the cookie. Now I'm sure part of her meant it in jest, but perhaps the other part was like, Hey, fat ass, don't eat, don't eat Malcolm's cookie. So here's what I did. Here's what I think of Facebook. This is how I use Facebook in case we're not Facebook friends. And if we're not, we can be. I'm open to Facebook friendery. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm open to being friends with you. I'm sure you're a nice individual. I'm sure you're attractive probably or not maybe at all. And I, I'm, I'm open to this friendship that we have or maybe we don't have or perhaps we could have. I'm, I'm really looking forward to just enriching your life with my life. Kind of like what I'm doing right now in an audio version. Okay. Bear down. Focus. What the fuck is the point? God, the Sprite Zero is just doing nothing for the fogginess of my brain. It's just not. Just not cutting it. So I I, I, I take a pen and she has written, Malcolm's cookie, do not eat. So I write beside it in in pretty, pretty big letters, fuck him, exclamation mark, point? Question mark, exclamation point. Take a picture of it and post that on Facebook because that's how I use Facebook. That's what Facebook is fucking for, okay? It's not for checking in at work. It's not for checking in at the gym. And it sure as fuck isn't for tuck-ins at night, okay? I I don't care that you're going to sleep. It is of no concern of mine that you are going to sleep. No one fucking cares what time... You go to sleep. Okay? No one fucking cares. All right. Okay, I've covered that. Maybe my blood pressure got a little bit high for a second there. It's Christmas. I'm a mailman. Shit's going to get crazy. Okay? Shit's going to get real crazy up in here, up in here. Okay. Now, I've given Malcolm the sippy cup. He's watching 
a movie on my computer. And I'm like bebopping away, posting a bunch of dumb LOL bullshit on Facebook about all the dumb things I'm doing. I'm making lunches. I'm cooking quinoa because I'm a little bit of a yuppie. And I look across the room at my darling, angelic, handsome, intelligent, wonderful son. The reason I have this horrible, hideous, slightly off-center C-section scar. And I, I see that the sippy cup is horizontal on the keyboard. And I know about the gaping hole in the nipple of the sippy cup laying horizontal on the keyboard. I know. He, on the other hand, is absolutely oblivious. He, he doesn't see anything wrong. And I'm, I, I, I wish you could have seen me run from the kitchen to the couch. It was literally the fastest I have ever moved. Like there were parts on my body jiggling in a way they never have before. That's how fast I was moving. I was moving at the speed of fat. That's how fast I ran to the computer. And I was just like, Malcolm, no. And I ran over there and I grabbed the cup and I threw it on the floor. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And then I'm like, okay, tip it upside down. Tip it upside down. Get all the water out. Tip it upside down. I did that. And I'm the whole time I'm like, Malcolm, oh my God, why did you put your drink on the computer? And he's just kind of like all toe-headed with his fucking bedhead and is all fucking oblivious. He's like, well, mama, why are you so stressed out? <sighs> Christ. So I got it tipped over. And just, just so that you all know, if you're ever in my position, turn your computer off immediately. Power it off immediately. So I tipped it over and I'm wiping with a towel. I'm shaking it. I'm trying to get all the water out. And I, I just, uh, I'm like, rice, rice, get some rice. They always say rice. Somebody get some rice. Somebody get, oh, I'm alone. I'll get some rice. I'm going to get some rice. So I dump Malcolm's trains out of his big train box and I put rice in that box and the computer is still on. It's still running. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's still working. No problem. So I'm like, I better fucking shut it off before it shuts itself off. Boom. Shut it off. Put it in the rice. And then the panic really sets in because I'm like, what am I going to do about the podcast? I can't, I can't afford a MacBook. I can't. I bought that MacBook when I was single and Malcolm was freeze dried in a vial in a sperm bank far, far away. Now it's like three years later and I, I am not buying a MacBook. It is not fucking happening for me. Those days are over for me. So now I'm just getting a little bit depressed. And my first thought was of you. It was of the podcast. And it should have been about my child and the fact that all of his photographs, all of his videos are on this computer that's wet and in a, in a tub of rice. And then my heart sank because I can replace a MacBook. Well, I can't. But if someone who had money could replace a MacBook, you could replace anything. Anything is replaceable except for memories. Irreplaceable. 
So now I'm like, I'm on the verge of tears. I, I feel uh, a lot of stress. My heart is beating. I feel um, I, like, a, like a weight on my chest. I just feel so sad. <laughs> like it's so sad. It's just so, so sad. So I'm like, okay, all right, think, 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 think. So I phone the Apple store and they have a thing. Would you like to talk to a technician or whatever the fuck? I don't know if that's even the right term. So I phone and I'm like, I, um, I just spilled water all over my keyboard, which I didn't. My son did. Okay. Just, but I just said that. Okay. And he's like, okay, uh, turn it on. And I thought, turn it on. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. You just, you want to turn it on. And I was like, uh, cause like I had read on the internet that you shouldn't turn it on because it needs to thoroughly dry. And if you turn it on when it's wet, it could short and fuck up everything even worse than it's already fucked up. And, uh, okay. I did what he said. I'm like, it's not, it's not turning on. He's like, Oh, when did it happen? And I said, I don't know about 10 minutes ago and it's sitting in rice and he's like oh was there a lot of water and I was like yeah because when I went over there and lifted up the sippy cup there was like a puddle of water on my keyboard a fucking puddle like my hands sunk into it like I could have soaked my hands in the, the amount of water on my keyboard and he said oh, okay well I'll get you an appointment at the Mac store and I was like okay or is it the Apple store I guess it's the Apple store so I said, okay. And the appointment was an hour and a half away. So I bundled up my kid. I, I suppressed the urge to slap him because as you know, I've written a book called Italian Parenting 101 and the entire book consists of two words, start slapping. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I would never lay a hand on my kid, but God, there was this really Italian moment in me where I just wanted to smack him. And really, why? Why? Who gave him the fucking sippy cup? Did he get it himself? Did he make the judgment call about giving himself a sippy cup with a gaping hole in the nipple? Did he do that? Mm -mm. No, I did that. I'm the 35-year-old man. He's the two-and-a-half-year-old young boy who doesn't know about liquids and computers. He doesn't know. So this is entirely my fault. But it, 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 it passed, okay? I did not lay a hand on him. I was just really sad. And um, my niece didn't have school that day, so I went and picked her up. And she came with me. And we went to the Mac, Mac store. And uh, I just, I was like, when I got up there, I was like, can, can you help me? And he said, what happened? And I said, um, my darling son spilled water all over my computer. Like, can you, can you please help me? He said, okay, I'll take it in the back. I'll unscrew it and uh, we'll see what's, what's happening. And that was the longest eight minutes of my life. Um, so he came back and he's like, Ugh. he's like, you know what? You might as well just buy a new computer at this point. There's just so much water in there. He's like, it's soaked. And I said, how's the hard drive? And he's like, oh, uh, let me go check. And then he goes back there and, um, he comes back and he's like, Ooh, it's really wet. I dried it off as best I could, but it's really wet. And he put it in this like special, um, anti-static plastic baggy thing. And he's like here. And then he told me to go to this other store called memory express. Remember that, remember that name. And he said that what they can do is they sold something where your hard drive is actually kind of like a USB. You can put it in a, I don't know what you call it. Like a, in a, I want to say encapsulated, but that's not the right word. An enclosed 
thing and it becomes a, a hard drive because it's a hard drive. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like you can put it in a casing and then it will plug into your computer like a USB. So he's like, go down there, see those guys. They'll, they'll put this in a USB case for you. Or you know what I mean? So that you, it can turn into a USB. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, your computer's just, it, it's toast. He's like, it's just soaking wet. It's just beyond repair. And I was like, okay, okay. So I drive to this memory express. I'm deeply saddened because of my son. You know, it's like they always, uh, you know, you just always, I should have been prepared. I should have, could have, would have, didn't basically. So I get to the store and this nice young man helped me. And he looked at me and I'm, I'm, I'm basically, my eyes are welled up. Like there's no tears streaming down my face, but my voice is cracking. And, uh, I just looked at him and I'm like, please, can you please take this hard drive and just see if it's salvageable? Please. I'm like, my son's photos are on there. His videos are on there. The entire first two and a half years of his life are on that hard drive. And I can't bear the thought of it being destroyed and there's no backup. And he's like looking at me and I just, I must've looked totally pathetic, like disheveled, pudgy, bloated, and sad. Really bloodshot eyes full of, you know, glassy eyed, liquidy, not, not fun. I have obviously had a bad day. And, uh, he was a typical, you know, a nerd, but I don't mean to say that in like a bad way. I mean to say that as like, uh, he was my salvation. It's like, can you please? So he's like, sure, let me just see if I can get this open. Cause the hard drive was in this anti-static bag. So he gets the screws out or the screwdriver out. He's unscrewing it. He's like, so, um, did you cut the power to the computer or did it shut off by itself? I'm like, I cut the power. And he's like, well, how long after the water hitting the computer, did you turn it off? And I'm like, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 25 seconds ish. And he's like, okay, that's good. That's good. Let's just see. So he unscrews it and he's like, Oh, it's really wet. Oh man, that's not good. And I was like, Oh God, just, I just want to fucking die. This is all my fault. <laughs> this is no one's fucking fault, but mine. And, uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to take the compressor out and I'm going to blow it off and make sure it gets nice and dry. And then we'll see what we can do. So he goes and he does that and he comes back and uh, he said he doesn't know anything about MacBooks because why would he know anything about Macs? He said, we see an Apple here once every six months, if even, because it's like a PC store. They sell um, PC stuff or PC products. It's kind of like a parts store. Like if you're a real super nerd, you could go and buy like a video card that's way better than the one that maybe came with your computer or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm too dumb to understand any of this shit. And uh, he, this guy, I'm not going to name his name, but I'm just so lucky that I ran into such a nice group of guys that work at that fucking store. Memory Express, not that it matters, but holy shit, they were so nice to me. And it's really weird because usually people are just, I, the people I run into are just total assholes for whatever reason. And I'm starting to think it's me. Like maybe I'm putting out a cunty vibe and I'm getting a cunty vibe right back. But these guys were like one of them went to his car to get his own personal MacBook so that he, the other nerd could hook up my hard drive to his MacBook to see if it would work. And then they had to like do some crazy technical stuff because there were a few of my photos that were corrupt. And for whatever reason, if one of the photos is corrupt, then none of them will take. 
So they had to do some like crazy configuring fancy pants genius shit with all this typing. And he comes back to me half an hour later. He's like, wow, I've never, I've never seen such intense work being done. He said there were five of them over there for 25 minutes trying to figure out how to make this work. And they had to force it through, but they did it. And he said that there was photos on the hard drive that was usable. But he looked at me and he's like, listen to me. He's like, back it up before you need it. He said that hard drive could fail at any time. It's just, it's almost guaranteed to happen that that hard drive will fail. You need to back this up on an external drive other than this hard drive, just to make sure you have at least one copy of it. So he sold me a one terabyte um, hard drive and he really could have sent me on my fucking way at that point and have me figure it out my fucking self. Did he? No, he didn't. He sold me this hard drive. This nice young man with dreads brought out his MacBook, let the other guy back up my hard drive onto this external drive on his computer. And they didn't charge me anything for labor. I just paid for the hard drive. They worked on that. I think I was there literally for two fucking hours. It took like an hour and a half for the pictures and my, my entire hard drive to get backed up onto this um, external drive. And they're apologizing to me. They're like, oh, so sorry about the wait. And I looked at them and I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, I'm so thankful that you are doing this for me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. A million fucking times. Thank you. I didn't say the fucking because my kid was there. But you know what I mean? Like, fuck, how do you thank somebody enough for that? For saving your memories? Like, fuck, how? I can't thank anyone enough for that. Jesus H fucking Christ. It's just, oh, I don't know. When I think about the alternative, what could have happened, what I thought had happened, like losing all that stuff, my heart broke. And then when this like nerd Jesus showed up and like resurrected my, my photos and the videos from, from the dead, who was it that resurrected? Hang on, I'm going to look up some Jesus stuff. Hold on. Ha, it was Lazarus. Lazarus resurrected Jesus from the dead. Yeah, he was my Lazarus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So as of right now, um, here's where we're at with that fucking story. I brought my computer home. I, I took the whole back of it off. I wiped down what I could see because it was still pretty wet. And I let it dry out for half a day. And then just out of curiosity, huge mistake, by the way, huge mistake. I, I just attached the power cord to it just to see if it would like take a charge. And as soon as I attached it, boom, immediately the whole fucking thing lights up and it's like looking for the hard drive. It had like a little folder with a question mark because there was no hard drive in it. And I was like, holy shit, this might still work. And then I thought, fuck, I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to call somebody. And I called around and I found a place that repairs uh, Macs that's not... Uh, the Mac store, the Apple store. And I called and they said 150 bucks to clean it. And there's no guarantee that it's going to work. So I thought, fuck, you know, I've got, I've got to try at least I've got to at least try. So I took it apart. It was already apart. Sorry. And it looked a little corroded here and there. So I brought it there 160 bucks for them to clean it. No guarantees, but you got to fucking take that chance, right? You got to fucking take that chance. So I brought it there and I still haven't heard anything, but he said that the fact that it lit up at all was an excellent sign, but it doesn't mean that it's going to fucking work. And it could really short out at any time but I really want my fucking computer back. Oh, you're probably wondering how I'm recording this, right? So Sarah has very kind, wonderful, generous parents. And I, in turn, have very kind, wonderful, generous in-laws. 
And so all this shit went down and I was embarrassed about it. I'm like, oh, Sarah, don't tell your fucking parents. I let Malcolm spill water over my really expensive computer. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. They won't care. Translation, she had already fucking told them. Uh, so she talked to them about it and they were going to get her a Christmas gift. And she's a very early January baby. January 2nd is her birthday, which coincidentally my favorite day of the year, because that means Christmas, New Year's all over. It's all over for an entire year. I fucking hate Christmas and I fucking hate New Year's. And, uh, they were going to give her cash for Christmas cause they always do. And they were going to give her cash for her birthday cause they always do. And she said, mom, daddy, can I please have a MacBook instead of the money that you're going to give me? And they said, okay. So she went out and she researched and she came back with not just any MacBook. She came back with the thinnest, lightest MacBook I've ever seen. Cause they don't even put DVD drives into them anymore. DVDs are like old technology now. It's not like, it's so thin. It's like the size of an iPad, really the thickness of it. Uh, she came back with that. And upon my, insi- my insistence, she came back with a time capsule. It's like an Apple product that just automatically every 24 hours backs up your stuff. And then it'll kick out the, the oldest copy of your backed up shit and keep the new one every 24 hours. It just automatically does that. And it's two terabytes and it's just... It's going to be glorious. We need someone smart to set it up. Sarah's brother's coming into town for Christmas. He's going to do it. And then we will never have to fear again. Ever. Never, ever, 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 ever. So there's that. Now you're up to seed. Seed. You're up to seed. I still, fuck, I got sperm on the brain. Fuck, I want a baby. Uh, You're up to speed. You're up to speed. Um, Yeah, so if you're wondering why I didn't do like 150 shows on my vacation like I usually do, it's because I didn't have the option because my, my computer's fucked. And then I got this, like, Sarah's really, you know, she's letting me use her computer. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of breaking the rules right now. Because A, I have a liquid here. My Sprite Zero. B, I'm using it without an adult present. So I'm, I'm basically, I broke both the rules. She, she had two rules about the computer. And I broke, <clears throat> I broke, uh, I broke both of them. So there you have it. There you have it. So if you're wondering, yeah, that's why I didn't do a hundred shows. And that's why I haven't done a show in like a week and a bit. And this computer has the new version of GarageBand, which I am far too dumb to understand. Like, I, I don't understand what these knobs do. Reverb, ambience, 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 Fuck, potato, potato, compression. I, I don't know what these fucking do. It's really weird looking. It's very modern. I like the old version where I knew how to use it and it was like super basic. This is just really confusing and it's honestly a little bit scary. Like it doesn't even have a time on it. It has like a bar. What the fuck does that mean? Beat. Where's the fucking time? How many, how many minutes has this been? I don't even know. I don't even know. What does one, two, three, four do? Okay. Stop. Stop. Okay. I have to stop. Okay. Other than that, uh, I don't really know that weird hair that grows out of my cheek. Remember that one episode I did called albino werewolf where I found this like like inch and a half long crimped weird white hair growing out of my cheek. I could see something in my periphery today. It was just kind of, you know, flying in and out of my eyesight. And uh, I asked Sarah if there was like a white hair growing out of my cheek again. Because, you know, the first time around, she didn't fucking notice a dog hair growing out of my fucking face. She didn't notice. Yeah. Shame on her. Shame on me. Shame on me. I think that's what the show should be called. Shame on me. Okay. It's back. Apparently it's going to be a a thing that just regenerates itself. It's just going to be one of those things where 
Like, does anybody ever have a mole? Oh, here's a funny story. Here's a, here's one of those things. Remember when I told you about, uh, Louis CK has that joke about, does something ever happen to you? And you just know you're never, ever going to tell anyone about it. Here's one of those things that I haven't told you yet that I find incredibly embarrassing. Uh, my niece was about four or five and we were at Zeller's, which is now defunct. Uh, and I can't remember what she was doing, but she was just being a fucking asshole at Zeller's. Like she was just whining and like yelling at me and just being like a little shit. And I was like, Hey, get over here and sit down. Okay. And that's my stern voice. That's my dad voice. That's as mean as I, well, it's as mean as I get in public anyway. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, she's like, Oh Yeah in front of this like group of people. Cause we were at the customer service and she's like, you have a zit with a white hair growing out of it. And I was just like, cause everyone started laughing. Cause like who wouldn't, you know? And I was just like mortified. And I'm just like, Oh my fucking God. First of all, Oh my fucking God. Second of all, Oh my fucking God. And I was like, I just didn't even know what to do. So I started laughing. Cause I mean, I could see the humor in it. If it wasn't me, if I was sitting on a metal bench at Zeller's about to return something, I could see the humor in this situation. And sure enough, I get home and I have like a mole. Like it's not a mole. Like, you know, it's not like a mole. It's like a, it's like a fucking raised beauty mark, if you would, you know. God, I'm gorgeous. God, I'm just so fucking good looking so it's kind of like a raised i'm touching it right now can you hear it this is me touching my mole i mean i mean beauty mark i mean beauty mark mark. so it's slightly raised and i looked in the mirror and sure enough there was a white hair growing out of it look i understand if you don't want to listen to the show anymore because uh it's really come to this it's really come to several white hairs growing out of a fat italian lesbian and i don't blame you for turning this off just leave an iTunes review before you go. Okay? Can we just make that happen? Ugh. So that's... I don't know what the point is of me telling you that story, but that's one of those stories where that it, it just fucking totally embarrassed me. And I thought, I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone about that. And then I just did. Just now. And uh, it was just... I was thinking about it on my walk today. And I thought, yeah, that is one of those things that I just thought, I'm not going to tell anyone about this. And... Uh, I don't want to have those stories. So fuck it. Now, you know, so now I've got a big, long white hair that likes to grow out of the corner of my eye ish on the apple of my cheek. And I have a fucking like weird raised beauty mark that, uh, has a hair growing out of it. So, you know what? Things are, things are really looking up for me. I feel like, um, things are, Things were working out real good. Or real good. They're working out real good. Okay. Then we take Malcolm, uh, who I didn't slap, to see Santa. Um, we get there pretty early. It's a Sunday. It's like 9 or 10 o'clock. No one really knows the mall's open yet at that point. And we're like fourth in line. And I feel that... You know, it should be like two, three shots and then you're out of there. Like you, you shouldn't get to spend five or seven minutes with fucking Santa because there's other people in line. And if you're not getting the perfect shot, 
you're just going to have to move along. Okay. All right. So no good nights to Facebook. And, uh, you, you get three minutes with Santa. Okay. Three minutes, an adequate amount of time. If your kid's an asshole, he's not going to want to sit with Santa. And if your kid's ugly, he's not going to get any less ugly the more pictures you take, okay? He's just, he's just unfortunate, like me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what angle you catch me at, I'm hideous. Which is why I don't like having my photo taken. Because I'm just, I'm just an albino werewolf. You're just better off. You're just better off. So, and then there's a family with twins and they take for fucking ever. And one of the kids is like looking another, like, just, just take the fucking picture and fuck off. And then my kid gets up there. Okay. He gets up there. He sits beside Santa. He's not sitting on Santa's lap and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't want to either. So he sits there. One, two, three pictures were on his lap. 37 seconds. That's how you fucking do it. That's how you fucking do it. Okay. Like if you need tips on ruining extremely expensive electronics and taking pictures with Santa, I'm your guy. So the fucking dumb cunt at the, uh, camp, like that she's taking the pictures with her fucking jingle bells and she's like, okay, great. Well, did you guys want to buy a digital copy? And Sarah and I have gotten into a fight with about this already, uh, in line cause they come up to you and I'm sorry. Okay. This attractive young female elf came over and she's bending down to talk to my kid and I accidentally looked down her shirt. Okay. Look, if you don't, if you don't want me to accidentally look down your shirt, don't accidentally wear a slutty top when you're supposed to be an elf. Okay. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Nothing's my fault. Shame on me. It is my fault. I looked down her shirt and I caught myself doing it. And then I was like berating myself in my mind and I was just like panicked. I'm like, okay, where do I look? I don't know. I I just, I can't look there. I cannot look there. Inappropriate. I'm an old man. I cannot look down this elf shirt. They weren't bad. Oh shit, that's my phone. Oh no, it's my fucking computer. God damn it. How do I turn that off? Um, the fuck was I saying? I just got a text message via my computer. I have to turn that off. I have to turn that off. The fuck was I saying? Oh right, so I'm, I'm looking down this slut elf's shirt through no fault of my own, mind you. And uh, Sarah wants to buy the digital copy for an extra 10 bucks. And I'm like, you just, you take a picture of the picture. There's your digital copy. It's fucking free. And she looked at me in a way that screamed, you're a fucking idiot. The picture quality is not going to be the same. I don't think I'm projecting that. I think she actually said, uh, the picture quality won't be the same. She didn't say the, you're a fucking idiot part, but she was thinking it. I can read her eyes. I know what she was fucking thinking. She's thinking you're a fucking idiot. So I just... I feel like, what are you going to fucking ever do with that picture? Like, just take the one four by nine or whatever and and fucking go home? Like, what are we ever going to do with that picture? But she wanted it, and I don't make very much money compared to her. And uh, she's, she's, who's the man? Who's the man? She's the man when it comes to making decisions about photos, apparently. She's just fucking in charge and I'm just a little woman who never pays for anything because I don't have any money and all I do is fucking facilitate the destruction of computers, apparently. So upset. So upset. So she said, yes, we would like the digital copy to the dumb cunt who's taking the pictures. And this dumb cunt just is just a shell of a person. She's just one of those people that's just kind of there but not quite there. She's just like a, like a smile. She's just, she's just tolerating life is what she is. 
She's just hanging in there. Okay. So she's like, oh, sure. I'll text you the, I'll text you the digital copy. And I tell her my phone number and she's like, send. And I'm like, whoa, 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 that wasn't my number. And Sarah's like, no, 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 that wasn't the right number. Cause my number ends in a six, four, go ahead and figure out the rest of the digits. And she put in six, one and hit send. It's like, oh, you fucking dumb cunt. Like you read out the number and let them respond. Cause chances are you, you didn't fucking get it right. This wasn't your first rodeo. You fucked this up before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Still drunk from last night. Yeah, you are. So she sent my fucking kid's photo link to, I don't know who. And then I'm like, oh, on the off chance, I wrote them a text message saying, please, if you did get this uh, link, could you please forward me the, the text message? And I, I don't know, for all I know, that number doesn't even fucking exist. So she was unable to do that. And now the, the digital link is on a receipt and I'll bet you a hundred thousand fucking dollars. We never do anything with it. We're never going to get the digital copy. I will bet you. And I'm only speaking this confidently because I don't think Sarah's listening anymore. So I feel, I feel free to speak my mind on this topic because I feel like I could have done a lot more with that $10, like, you know, gotten a cheeseburger or something. What do you think? If you guys side with her, so help me fucking God. (sighs) So that was that. That was that. And then my mom, I finally convinced my mom to get a haircut. She was finally ready to get a haircut. And, uh, I call this front one place and I'm like in the process of booking the appointment. And I was just like, okay, so how much does this cost? And she's like, oh, it'll be $141. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, $141. I'm like for a cut in color. Yes. Yeah. That's our charge. I said, she's not getting like highlights. There won't be any foil. It's just like old lady hair. She needs like a medium brown and and an old lady haircut. Well, that's, that's what we charge. Yeah. It's like 141 fucking dollars. Are you serious? That's insane. Like, I hope she's getting a fucking pedicure and a happy ending for 141 fucking dollars. Holy shit. That's fucking nuts. So I found this other Chinaman place and they wanted a hundred. So they said 75. So I'm thinking, okay, plus tip hundred bucks. Done deal. Made her the appointment. We go there. It took for fucking ever, forever. Cause it takes a while. She's got to dye her hair. And then this fucking lady's got to cut it. And she didn't even fucking speak English. She was some kind of Russian. And I was like, holy fuck, like just cut her fucking hair. And of course my mom's like, oh, you know, just do whatever you want. And she's like, well, how do you want it? Oh, whatever you think is best. Well, like, how do you want it? Cause she's looking at me and I'm like, well, I don't fucking know short. And then she points to this lady behind us with a fucking buzz cut. And she's like that short. I'm like, oh, hang on. I see. Oh, I guess it's gone. Mm, you stole my sneeze, fuck face. <sighs> and uh, I was like, no, 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 not that short. She's like, okay, okay. And then she figured it out. We're there two, two and a half hours. My kid's fucking trashing the place. Oh, it's just fucking so irritating. And then at some point, a rather large lesbian who reeked of marijuana came in. And I was like, I smell weed. And then I looked at her like, you're gay. You're gay and you smell like weed. And, uh, she was ripped. Like her eyes were all fucked up. And, uh, my kid's like, tell him not to sit there. Cause Malcolm was sitting there before. And I'm like, I'm like, shh. And he's like, no, you tell him to move. Cause she looked like a he to a little kid. She would look like a he. And I'm trying to tell him to shut the fuck up because I looked like a he in my youth as well. And it sucks when a little kid calls you a guy. And it also sucks 
when you're in the fucking bathroom and a chick comes in and she's like, oh, am I in the wrong bathroom? It's like, yeah, yeah, you are. There are no urinals in here. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a guy. I just kind of look like one. Not really, not really a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the likelihood of that? Yeah. Okay. No urinals. And, uh, I'm in here already. What do, what do you think? That's, and she was like, oh, sorry. It's like, yeah, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Can we please talk about 90 Day Fiance just for a minute? It's a god-awful TLC show. So the premise is, uh, I don't know, there's six couples. Six of them are Americans. Six of them are from other lands. And uh, they're all coming here. Well, not here. There. They're, they're coming to America. <laughs> um, and the question, I guess, is, are these genuine relationships or are these people from other countries looking to just get a fucking green card? And, of course, I'm going to talk about my favorite couple, Mohammed and Danielle. And Mohammed's from Tunisia. He's relatively good looking, I'd say. I mean, he's kind of something a little bit off about him, but he's relatively good looking. And his fiance looks like a weeble. She's just got fucking thick ass cankles. She's got a really lazy Bill Cosby eye. And uh, just this voice that I just find so fucking grating. And he's like, her appearance is adequate for me. Hmm, that's really nice of you to say. So he's some kind of Muslim and they're he comes to America, they're engaged. She went to Tunisia at some point for two weeks and now he's here. And I don't really know anything about Muslims really. Like, but one of the, the Weeble's daughters is, is quite obviously a lesbian. Like she wears a tie. She has short hair. She, she's just gay. Like to me, it's just blatant that she's gay, which I think is great. But I don't know how Muslims feel about gay people. I have a listener that's a Muslim, but she doesn't really care. She listens. I think maybe it's like to each their own, but I won't. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Whatever. I'm a fan of religion when they're like, yeah, you do what you want to do. I don't really, I don't really care what you're doing. I'm going to do this. That's my favorite kind of religious people. Like they don't really judge you, but they're just going to do what they're doing. And well, you're probably going to hell, but you know, they'll be friends with you while you're here. Um, so they finally... Was it last night? Yeah, last night was the episode where this Mohammed guy and this Weeble are getting married and he just, he doesn't want to touch her. They don't, like when they're doing the vows, usually if you love the woman that you're marrying, you look and look them in the eye and you say the vows and you try to hold the tears back and it's a beautiful moment. There, he's staring at the judge. He, he does not look at her whatsoever. And he's like saying his vows, blah, blah, blah. Staring at the, the justice of the peace, doesn't look at his future wife. And then comes the scene. I'm like, I want to see this guy fucking stick his tongue down that troll's throat. I need to see this. So I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. He says, you may now kiss the bride. And, he, and then Mohammed looks and he's like, uh, actually, uh, it's Ramadan and we cannot kiss. No, I can't. I cannot kiss her. And I looked it up. And yeah, apparently in Ramadan, during Ramadan, you can't. How does it work? I can't remember what the exact wording was, but it was something like you can't kiss if it if it makes you aroused. It's like a time of like, um, uh, not, what am I saying? Fasting. It's like you're supposed to deprive yourself of, uh, uh, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. Hang on. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Hang on. 
Okay, this is what I found. I don't know how reputable a source this is, but it says something about praise be to Allah, so I'm going to take it as uh, the truth. Okay, so there is nothing wrong with a man playing with his wife or a wife with her husband by saying words while fasting on the condition that there is no danger <laughs> of either of them climaxing. If there is the danger that they may reach climax, as in the case of one who has strong desires and who fears that if he plays with his wife, his fast may be broken by his ejaculating, then it is not permissible for him to do that because he is exposing his fast to the risk of being broken. The same applies if he fears that he may emit prosthetic fluid. Anyway, uh, I, I just he, he claimed that he couldn't kiss her because of Ramadan. I think he couldn't kiss her because he fucking can't stand her or her cankles and doesn't doesn't want to touch her because he was t saying this whole time he couldn't kiss her and he couldn't touch her until they were married because it's because of his religion. He's very strict. He's a very strict Muslim. He's very religious. And now all of a sudden this moment comes up and he's like, oh, you know, Ramadan, sorry. It's like he's playing Uno <laughs> with sex. Uh, Ramadan can't do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Ramadan's going to run real long this year. It's, it's going to run up until the green card comes in. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's when it's... Yeah, in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, so I feel bad. I mean, everyone can see that this is a fucking train wreck. All of her relatives are like, yeah, I don't think this is going to go well. Her son... And her son didn't even get dressed up for her fucking wedding. He came in khaki cargo shorts and a striped polo shirt. And I'm pretty sure Crocs and black socks. Like, fuck. Put on a fucking pair of pants. It's your mom's sham wedding to this fucking Muslim gigolo. Oh, fuck my family's home. Okay, so having said that, that marriage is a sham. And then the, in the scenes to come for next week, like what's going to happen next week, he's really gelled his hair this time. Like he's really gelled it and he's got white douchebag sunglasses. And what he says to the Weeble is, uh, I go where I want, when I want. Okay. All right. I really hope that green card comes in soon. All right. Seems like a legit, a legit marriage. He really loves you. Like, what the fuck are you thinking if you're this woman? Even the kids, their poor, her poor daughters are just like, oh, you know, now that they're married, we can all relax a little bit and it won't be so stressful. It's like, oh, you're in for a fucking mess. If that, if that marriage go when, when that marriage goes down, those kids are fucked. They're fucked like the Duggars. Big time. Big time. God, I'd love to buy a Duggar. Just, just any one of the girls, older, you know, over 18 and all that. That got creepy. So what was creepier, me staring down that elf's shirt or the Duggar comment I made just now? Yeah, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Okay, I think I'm going to wrap this up. Or should I play Rose's Reviews? Yeah, you know what? I'll play Rose's Reviews. She read a couple books and one's by Lena Dunham. Not sure who the other one's by. I don't remember. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm going to sneak it in. Listen to it at work tomorrow, and then I'm going to comment on it the next time I record, which could be, who the fuck knows? I have access to this really pimpin', pimpin' computer now, so it could be any time, really. Yeah, yeah, it could be any time, yeah. Okay, so I will, uh, I will let Rose close the show, um, because she's better than me, and she's good enough, smart enough. And doggone it, she doesn't have a single hair growing out of her face. There's not one weird white hair growing out of her face anywhere. Not one. Okay, let's talk. iTunes reviews. Where are you guys? I want to get to 50. We're not even halfway. Not even halfway. 
And someone took their fucking review back. I went and looked and it was like, on the American side, it was like, huh, 19 yesterday. Today I clicked 18. 18. Going backwards. Super. Fucking super. That's just great. So leave an iTunes review. Don't be a cunt. And, um... Uh, okay. You can friend me on Facebook. I'm not weird about it. You can friend me. It's okay. You can like the change of address Facebook page, like the fan page where I don't really ever do anything really, but it's fun. I mean, I like to, I like to look at the likes and I like that you like me. I like liking you. Maybe I should start posting when I go to bed on that, on that change of address page. Maybe you could post when you go to bed. You know how much I like that. You should really, you should really do that. And, uh, Twitter, Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter, change of address 69 at gmail.com. I don't know what else I usually say at the end here. Oh, I'm on Stitcher. You should listen on Stitcher. Put me in your favorites list on Stitcher. And if you want to donate, you can go to changeofaddress.podbean.com. And if you don't, that's okay too. That's all right. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. You don't have to. It's not, it's not a contest. It's not a competition. But if you have already donated, thank you so very much. I'm going to spend all that money on midget strippers. Maybe I'll save up for a Duggar. Yeah. That got weird. Okay, stay tuned for Rose. And uh, I'll talk about what she says on the very next show. Okay? All right? Okay? Yeah. Itu- yeah, iTunes reviews. Okay? I've, I've had a, a, tough, a tough week. I could really use a pick-me-up. Okay? Thanks. Okay, here's Rose. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, hang on. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. That's right. I bet you're wondering why is Rose singing that song? It'll 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 resonate. You'll figure it out in a second. So anyway, I am behind on episodes. I have shit to say about episodes I have heard. I'm going to skip that for now except to wave hi Elena. Thank you so much for your positive feedback on um, your decision on when and how you want to be a mother as well as the fact that you were willing to be so open about your um, very clear and and obviously correct choice to terminate a pregnancy um, when when you realize that that was the right choice for you. And I applaud you being able to speak out candidly about that. Um, and Gary, I also want to say that I live in Portland, Oregon. So um, if you want to reach out to Sanchez to find out who I really am on Facebook, feel free to find out and feel free to message me. I'm going to kind of put her in the middle on how to make that happen because um, I would have no other way to make that happen. So there you go. There's that. If you and the missus are ever up in Portland, you can uh, get in touch and yada, yada. So I was going to talk about a bunch of stuff um, from the episode of Sanchez and Sarah, but I'm going to skip all that because the last segment I recorded um, to try to do all of that was 21 minutes long, and I'm just going to shut the fuck up and say, Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining, and I... 
hate Christmas too. Um, that's also not why I'm singing the song, but I am going to say that I'm pretty, pretty fucking stoked to be alone for the first time in nine years on Christmas this year. And I'm not being sarcastic at all about how stoked I am. Um, although I have a feeling I'm probably going to end up seeing somebody that day, but I'm going to try not to. I just fuck that noise. Um, I did have a super great Thanksgiving with friends of mine here. Um, I, I even saw a box that Tofurky came in while I celebrated the kale and bacon that I brought and, uh, and ate real turkey with real people, with real men and women, all of them feminists. And guess what? The dad was the one that put their little kid to bed. Um, it was my friend Kay, who I've mentioned before in the Childless by Choice segment. Um, her husband, Jay, his first initial, um, he is a... I would say easily a 50% parent, if not 60% parent, in terms of nurturing and caretaking duties. Ha-ha, <laughs> duty! Um, and that night at Thanksgiving, while we were all watching UHF, um, he was the one to try to put their little kid, OJ, to bed. Their kid is not a killer. Um, OJ is just her initials, and so there we go. Um, he, he put their non-killing child machine to bed um, after reading her story. So anyway, um, the real thing I kind of want to get to is, oh, holy night. Oh, I will also say that one of the other highlights of my Thanksgiving dinner was, holy shit, that I sit next to the most beautiful man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I was still capable of having a tingle in my lady bits for anybody, I would have tingled for him. But instead, I just enjoyed looking dreamily at his dreamy face, and he made me laugh, and he was a good conversationalist, and he has actually seen, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, which is a rad movie, um, precursor to Riot Girl. Uh, Riot Girl didn't even exist when this movie was made. Um, it's just a great movie. So anyway, and you're like, well, you found this guy so dreamy. Why don't you jump his bones? Because he's 16 years younger than me, and I don't need that shit. But mighty fine to look at. And it was also very flattering that he had remembered meeting me before. I did not remember meeting him, um, but he is, turns out he's in my friend's band, um, my friends that were hosting the Thanksgiving, and uh, my best friend that brought me there, he's in their band, so I'll probably end up seeing him again, and again, I can just gaze at him and go, oh, holy night. Anyway, so what am I really supposed to be talking about? I'm really supposed to be talking about three different things that I have read and or seen, and I am going to review them, and they all involve ladies, and the first one was the Lena Dunham book, uh, Not That Kind of Girl, which uh, any oldsters might recognize the font on the cover of her book as being a play on the TV show That Girl. And hang on, I need to inhale. Actually, more importantly, I probably needed to exhale. So anyway... Um Sorry about that sound. What do I say about the book? Well, the book had a lot of controversy or controversy. Controversy? Controversy? Controversy. I don't know. It had a lot of controversy because um, she wrote openly about um, being pretty aggressive and trying to get her sister, younger sister's affections and attention. Predatory. I think she even used that word herself. Hang on, I'm going to burp. Okay, that's done. Um, so she talked about kind of forcing her sister to kiss her in more of a sexual and less of a sisterly way, um, which is kind of weird and kind of creepy. Um, it's not unusual for 
little kids to do that with each other, but I don't think it's as common for siblings to do that. Like, I would have fucking punched my brother if he had done that. Um, not that my brother didn't do inappropriate things. Hey, we will skip that for now, ladies and gentlemen. Bump, bump. Um, truth hurts. Um, so, and then the other thing that uh, kind of got a lot of attention when the book came out, actually, it's kind of weird. All of this controversy happened after her book had been out for a while. Um, it just took a while for some conservative pundit to get around to reading it, I guess. Um, but one of the other things that kind of raised a lot of eyebrows was she wrote about the fact that when she was around, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 years old and the two sisters were sharing a bed, um, her sister would be sleeping next to her while Lena would, quote unquote, put her hands down her pants, as in her own underpants, not her sister's underpants, but she would put her own hands down her underpants to, quote-unquote, check out what was going on down there. So, you know, we all understand that that means she was playing with the, with the boat in the water, a little canoe action, but judging from every single other thing that she was super open about in the book, I think that if Lena Dunham had, in her exploratory mission, had actually had pleasure in it, had orgasmed in any way, shape, or form, or even just wiggled around in like giddy, giddy self-discovery joy, she would have written that too. But that didn't happen. So it's not like she was openly masturbating while her sister was sleeping next to her is what I'm saying. Um, and then the other thing that somehow did not come out when all this shit hit the fan about this book was um, their parents are both artists, and if you see her movie, Tiny Furniture, which I really recommend, um, you'll kind of, like, get a sense of her upbringing in some ways. Um, but her parents are both artists, and her father pretty much exclusively paints dicks. Dicks, penises, cocks, and balls. That's what Daddy paints. And none of that seemed to matter at all um, when they were kind of dragging Lena Dunham through the on the carpet for writing about her and her sister. Um, and then the other thing that kind of happened with all of this is her younger sister basically came out and said, look, I don't see that I was the victim of any kind of abuse and I'm kind of the one that should be defining that for myself, not you people, so back the fuck off. Um, and I guess that's kind of where I'm going to leave it, even though I also realize that not all victims of abuse... Um, are comfortable admitting it or fully recognize abusive behavior at the time until sometimes later. Um, but I'm still going to accept how her sister feels. If her younger sister didn't feel abused and exploited and still has a loving relationship with Lena Dunham, then I guess everybody else can just back the fuck off with whatever they want to say about Lena Dunham being some incestuous monster. Because um, honestly, when I was reading the book, and I will look for incest wherever I can. I'm just kidding. Um... I'm like, I'm, I'm like an, in, an incest Columbo, an incest Kojak, if you will. Instead of sucking on a lollipop, I'm, I don't know, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but I didn't, I don't know, I just, I didn't really see that. Oh, hang on, I've got to try to stop my cat from electrocuting herself. Hang on, go away, Millie. Don't be, don't be electrocuting yourself. Life's too short. Um, so anyway, so the Lena Dunham book um, was really funny, super quick and easy read. Um, 
I just, I think she's a really, really good writer. Um, the only other thing of hers that I'm familiar with is her movie Tiny Furniture, which I enjoyed. And I did see the first season of Girls when I had some HBO free pass thing, but I just found it super duper depressing. Um, and I think if I were a woman in my 20s seeing the show, I would still find it depressing. Um, because I don't know, it just seemed like those women and girls, at least the first season, um, just didn't have a lot of self-respect. And that just bums me out when anybody doesn't have any self-respect. But then again, I also never had any interest in the TV show Sex and the City. These are the ways that I fail at being female, I guess. And I'm fine with that. Um, so the other book I want to talk about is Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, which is... Um, it was kind of nice. I, I read these both back to back, first Lena's and then Amy's. And um, it was just kind of like a nice little feminist bookend kind of thing of like the younger version of feminism and uh, and the more traditional kind of feminism that Amy Poehler comes from, which is um, she's closer to my age. So maybe I relate to that, too. But. I don't know. Amy Poehler is somebody, that, somebody more that I would have hung out with, whereas I don't think I would have hung out with Lena Dunham, even though she's got tattoos and has a decent fashion sense. Um, Amy Poehler's just kind of more my kind of humor and more my kind of gal. So anyway, who cares? Who cares? Who would Rose hang out with? Mm, we're all contemplating that. Mm, would it be Lena? Would it be Amy? I don't know. Anyway, the Amy Poehler book is really good, and Sanchez, I think in some ways you might like this more. I think I think you might really enjoy her sections where she talks about um, about her little boys. They were really sweet, and I think that they would probably mean even more to you um, than than they did to me. Um, but it was just Amy Poehler kind of bounces all over again, past, present, you know, kind of thing. And um, oh God, I'm babbling now. It's because this is the second time I've tried to record this segment. That's why I'm really sorry. The first segment is 21 minutes long, and I'm still sucking at this one. Um, but the Amy Poehler book just... I really liked it because it also brought in like a little bit of the history of UCB um, that she co-founded with Matt Besser. And I have a Matt Besser trading card on my refrigerator. And I bet you did not know that there was such a thing as a Matt Besser trading card. Um, it was a fun fact for me to learn that Besser kind of wanted to base UCB on the same principle of how Fugazi used to do their live shows. Fugazi used to only charge $5.00. Uh, ticket price for their live shows, and they did that for years, no matter how wildly successful they were. They still only charged five bucks for shows and tried to make them all ages because their aim was to make them affordable. And that's what Matt Besser wanted to do with UCB, um, which Amy Poehler also like immediately like gravitated towards of like, you know, we're making comedy like for of the people and all this like idealism as well as like a healthy dose of we're going to like kick the shit out of you if you're too stupid to realize that this is funny. Um, and I just, I just really like that whole approach. I'm a huge UCB fan. Duh. I'm a huge fan of the state duh. and obviously parks and recreation and all of that. Um, and so while I do think I might've liked Lena Dunham's book a little bit more, 
I like Amy Poehler more. And again, why am I pitting these people against each other? Society does that enough. So let me just say both books are great reads. And uh, if you have a decent library system, go for it. I'm lucky that way. Um, if not, if you only want to ask for one of them for qu Christmas, Sanchez, I think you would get maybe you would get more out of the Amy Poehler book than the Lena Dunham book. That's just my hunch. Just my hunchy hunch. But speaking of Amy Poehler, that leads into the third thing that I'm going to review, which is Broad City. Um, I was uh, lucky in that I watched the very first episode of Broad City when it aired and immediately loved it. Anything that like opens up with, with a big uh, dildo is going to make me laugh. Um, and... And for some reason, like I, I tweeted about it because I just I was like so excited to see like another female driven comedy show and one that's like really graphic and just like, you know, approaches humor just as just as aggressively and openly as men do um, that I tweeted about it. I know. Crazy. Right. And even crazier is they somehow figured out where the fuck I live, like the stalking bitches that they are, because two weeks later I had a free broad fucking city. That's what the T-shirt says, broad fucking city um t-shirt in the mail and so it was weird to see how easily i could be stalked online but i've never been stalked by anybody better so thank you to alana and abby for that um so i saw their show here in portland um and there was there's a big advantage to going to shows by yourself. It means that while multiple seats are being saved by by friends, if there's only one seat left at the very end of the second row, I'm going to grab it and grab it. I did. I was on Alana's side of the stage and um, literally I was less than three feet from the stage. Like there was one fro one one. There was a fro. There's a big giant fro in front of me, dude. Who let the frozen? Um, but there was like, you know, one row in front of me. And when Alana and Abby came out, you know, they're like leaning out and like reaching out to the audience, like the whole like hand slapping, whatever kind of touchy feely shit that people do. And I was like, fuck it. I'll go ahead and reach my hand out. And I got touched by Alana, not in a dirty way. It was just finger to finger contact, but I'll take that any day. Um, the show is funny. They um, they don't have real comedic, like stand-up comedic timing down. Um, pretty much all of their segments, much like this one right now, could have been shorter. They could have left out some parts of it. It just could have been tight. It could have been edited tighter, um, and their timing just wasn't quite there. I also got really fed up with how many times Alana just kept playing off on the fact that the show was at Mississippi Studios. So she was like, here we are at the Studs, the Mrs. Studs, Mississippi Studs, Studs. Just like all these different like ways of like commenting on the name of the venue or the town. And it's just like, that just gets to be really hacky to me after a while. Oh, let me back up. I forgot. Rory fucking Scoville opened. I was so excited because I've seen uh, Rory Scovel on a bunch of things on YouTube and at midnight and this, that, and the other hand. And it's always, it's always a happy surprise when uh, you don't know who's opening and it's somebody that you're excited to see. Like when I saw Louis C.K. back in Richmond, um, who knew? Suddenly Todd Berry was the opening act. That was great. And so I was excited to see Rory Scovel as the opening act, although somebody did basically step on the punch 
punchline. Um, but he powered through it and still went on. And um, it's kind of weird. I don't think most people there knew who he was. It's weird going to a show with people who aren't comedy fans. So we are going to a comedy show with people who aren't comedy fans. I'll just say that. Um, the other thing that Broad City did is they also had some videotaped segments um, from the other people that are in the show, like Hannibal Burris. Um, fun fact, I overheard these, these two girls in line behind me uh, before the show talking about Hannibal Burris. One loved him and was totally down to fuck him. The other one liked him, but would not fuck him. And yes, I really wanted to ask what's wrong with your racist ass, but I felt maybe I shouldn't. Oh, the, I know I'm all over the place. I'm really sorry. Um, the other weird thing when I was there early and like waiting in line and blah, 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 it was the night that, um, that the, that the verdict was coming down for, um, Fergus, for the Ferguson, um, police shooting case. The cop wasn't shot. The cop did the shooting. Duh. That's what happens. Cops go, cops do some shootings. So I'm flipping wildly through my iPhone, basically following like on, on Twitter, reading, um, about the press conference as it's being discussed by different comedians that I really like. Um, so I can pretty much tell that the verdict is not going to be the verdict that I wanted while I'm being surrounded by 20-somethings talking about Tinder, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't think I've ever heard the words Tinder, Instagram, and Facebook uttered so many times as while I was in line for that show. Um, so anyway, hang on, I've got to burp again. That was two burps, one for Alana, one for Abby. Um, so anyway, back to their show. Show could have been tightened up, much like this segment. The timing could have been better. Um... One of the things that they did, uh, Alana did a bunch of micro impressions, which are just exactly as they sound. And it was hilarious when she did an impression of Nicki Minaj ordering food at a diner. I'll just let you try to imagine that yourselves. Um, one of the other segments that they did was different life milestones and what one's soundtrack might be to that milestone. For example, uh, the milestone of falling in love, Alana started singing out the opening um, things, the opening ugh, fuck to Crocodile Rock by Elton John. There, I'm just going to say that's what she did. Um, Alana, on the other hand, when they were talking about the milestone of receiving oral pleasure, Alana's, not Alana, Abby started singing Oh Holy Night. And she sounded almost exactly like Patti Smith a couple of times, which killed me because I love Patti Smith. But mainly, that was my Christmas present. The fact that from now on, the song, Oh Holy Night, will always be, to me, synonymous in my head with receiving oral pleasure. And I swear to God, before I die, that is going to happen. I'm going to make somebody just down on your knees, babe. Give it to me while I'm playing All Holy Night, and um, I don't need that as my Christmas present this year, but maybe that's what I'll ask Santa for in Christmas 2015. Anyway, there you go. Sorry this is long. Okay, goodbye.